And hello everyone and welcome to our program. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones. And we want to thank you for being part of our program today. As we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy, no more death. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to get together with Pastor Vic and just get into the Word of God. Especially, Lord, your promise that there will be a generation who will not experience death. Lord, what an exciting topic. I pray you speak through it, speak through your word, so we need to be excited about your same return. And I thank you for your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you tuned into our program as we're going to be talking about, of course, Bible prophecy, no more death. And we're very excited about today's program because there's so many people that are afraid of death. And Nathan Jones and I are going to talk about why you don't need to be afraid. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. Brother, as always, great to be on. Praise the Lord. Uh, awesome, awesome. So, Nathan, I'm very excited because one of, the, one of the things that you and I get excited about is knowing that soon and very soon, uh, we're going to be home with the Lord. And uh, Nathan, one of the things that I noticed, though, is that when we talk about the subject matter of uh, death, there seems to be a lot of fear up, out there on both camps, Christians and non-Christians alike. Now, of course, I understand because death, in a sense, uh, is a mystery. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to die. But I think, Nathan, for Christians, would you agree it should be different? Oh, it should be very different. Uh, after all, we have the hope of eternal life with Jesus Christ. You know, we're not like the uh, pagans, those who reject to God, who have no hope whatsoever. Uh, I just love this verse, First Corinthians 2, I, 9, which says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared yeah. for those who love us. Brother, I can kind of conceive it after reading the Bible, but to think that no mind can conceive what God's got prepared for us, that's exciting. It means that the love that God has for us, the eternal riches of living with Him yes. forever, is beyond imagination. Woo! Excellent point, Nathan. Thank you. And that's what that's why the Bible offers so much hope in Christ Jesus for that believer. And this is why Nathan, you and I want to talk about why people shouldn't fear death in a sense. Because Nathan, it's quite possible that you and I might not even experience death according to the Word of God. So sometimes we forget because in the day-to-day -day responsibilities, when things get difficult, the enemy oftentimes brings fear in our hearts through death. But when we consider what the Bible has to say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verses 13 to 18, it does appear, Nathan, that there's going to be a whole host of people that might never see death. Right. Hebrews 2.15 even tells us that people live in slavery by their fear of death. Isn't that something? Wow. That people live their entire lives like a slave, and they're slaves to their fear of dying. How different that is for the Christian. Absolutely. And Nathan, and, and you know, more and more, the more that I study the Word of God and the more I walk with the Lord, uh, of course, there is a tingling there of fear of death because we, we haven't been on the other side. But we have so much hope and encouragement as we read the Bible because we trust in the one who has gone to the other side and has come back, and that's Jesus. Yeah. Well, I heard a great statement really, really hit me straight between the eyes when I heard it. It was that man is born in pain and dies in pain. And isn't that the truth? You know, when we go through the birth canal and we're born and doctors slap us on the rear and it's cold and they're giving us shots and, and all this, you know, that's kind of painful that we're born in pain. And for many of us, we die in pain. Some get the benefit of dying in the middle of their sleep, but for the most part, we die in some kind of pain, either disease or heart attack or something. Right. And so yeah, there's a lot. 
we all, we don't want to be hurt, we don't want to have a protracted death, so we live in fear of that too, but, brother, you're right, there's great hope in this Bible promises there in 1 Corinthians 4, that there will be a generation who will not experience death. Yes. And we're going to talk about that, Nathan. So for those of you that are part of our program, we want you to pay attention to this because we're going to share a number of passages with you. First, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, then 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and also John chapter 11. And all these passages are to encourage you when it comes to that subject matter of death. So Nathan, would you be able to take us into 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning on verse 13, as we open up this passage, so maybe someone listening doesn't have a Bible or tuned in, they can follow along with us as we talk about this very important, encouraging subject matter. Sure. Well, 3-18 reads, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest your sorrow with others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means perceive those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Wow. So Nathan, this is, this is just an amazing passage because oftentimes we just talk about the rapture. Yes, yes, we're going to be uh, with the Lord. Praise God for that. But here, this is talking about a certain group, a certain generation that it's never really going to die. And there have been a few people in the Bible, right, Nathan, that have never died. They just went straight to be with the Lord. Right. Think of Enoch back in the pre-flood times that God took him up to heaven before he died. Elijah was the same thing, was taken up to heaven. Uh, there's some debate about Moses, whether he died uh, taken right to heaven or not. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jesus Christ, not only did he die, he resurrected and then he ascended That's right. he is the Son of God. So it, what's neat about this in verse 13 and 14 is that it shows two different groups. There are the people who have hope, these people are the ones who believe yes. that Jesus died and rose again. In other words, they put their faith in Jesus as the Son of God. And there's those who have no hope whatsoever. They've rejected Jesus yeah. and the fact that He's the Son of God. So we're talking about two different groups of people here. Absolutely. Excellent point, Nathan. And of course, the group that we want to encourage today is those of us that have trusted in Christ. But of course, the other group that maybe might be tuned in that has not trusted in Christ. Listen, there is hope. For you, and that's what we're here to be able to talk to you about today. So, Nathan, here the Bible actually describes. Nathan, another question might might be this: This generation that the Bible says will go to be raptured to heaven, might we be that generation? And how can we know? Maybe if that would be us. Well, before we start going right into the word rapture, let's uh, look at verse seventeen here. It says, "Then we were alive, and may shall be caught up." Yes. This word caught up in the Greek, uh, Greek is harpezo, in the Latin rapio, and that's where we get the term rapture. So yes. for those that say, ah, you can't find the rapture in the Bible, yes, the word is there, it's just in Latin, we've transliterated it to English, rapture, but it basically means that's caught up, to snatch up, to take away, that, that Jesus Christ will snatch up those who believe in the Savior off this earth and bring them up to heaven. 
Thank you for clarifying, Nathan. And that is a very a very important point for people that are understanding a little more Bible prophecy. Sometimes they come in with that. Well, the that is not found in the Bible, but yet it is here, and it's, it's describes that snatching away, right, Nathan? That take being taken up in a moment uh, when you least expect it, in the sense. So this is amazing to me. I think of it as like going into the pizza parlor, going up to the table. The cook hands you that pizza, you grab it, you snatch it, you catch it up, and you take it home. <laughs> Likewise, Jesus Christ will snatch up all that who believe in Him as Savior. Uh, that combined group of believers is called the church. Now, yes. It's not a particular church building or a denomination or even the Catholic Church. It's just a collection of people who believe in Jesus as Savior. They will be raptured up to Jesus and says where? Meet Him in the clouds. And meet the Lord in the end. In other words, this isn't the second coming of Jesus where Jesus lands on the earth. This is where Jesus stops halfway in the clouds and then brings the church up to him and then they go up and live with Christ in heaven forever and ever. So there's a huge difference between the rapture and the second coming. Excellent. Thank you again, Nathan, for sharing that and clarifying that. And, and that's why I had asked you, and thank you for clarifying the rapture in the Bible. And that's why we're talking about the signs, because Nathan, for generations, uh, people have trusted in God. Some believed in the rapture, but you and I believe that we're, we might be the generation that's even much closer now because of everything that's happening around the world. And there's just so many signs that maybe indicate we might be that generation that might never see death. Right, you can read about Jesus promising that he will return and he'll return quickly. You can read Revelation, I'm coming quickly. Both in chapters 1 and 22 of Revelation, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming quickly. <laughs> in 2,000 years, and we're like, I don't think we understand quickly, right? And I think it's a, when you look at the original Greek, it's a definitely a translation. Yes. A poor choice to say quickly, it means when he does finally come after a period of time, It'll happen very quickly. Very and that's the rapture. In fact, there are other verses about the rapture we can look at that explain yeah. how quickly the event will happen. Let's look at those, Nathan. Okay, where do you want to go? I believe 1 Corinthians 15 is one of those amazing passages that I don't think there's any quicker than that as described in 1 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 15, verses uh, 51 uh, through 58, Nathan. Okay, 51 through 58 of 1 Corinthians 3. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, number of thoughts, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and yes. we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has been put on incorruption, and this mortal has been put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? Yes. O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Nathan, what an amazing passage. And of course, I mean, just what is described there in terms of how this is going to occur, uh, to me, is magnificent. It is. It's a fantastic passage. It, and it's a tough teaching for some people because uh, they, they, they pour through the scriptures looking for something like it. 
And when they can't find too many passages related to it, right. they immediately tack it on to the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation. And that's not what we're talking about here at all. We're talking about the rapture of the church, a continuation of what Paul taught in First Thessalonians 4. Excellent point. And Nathan, and it's describing that event, how it's going to occur. And we talked about it in terms of its uh, timing, how fast it's going to occur. I mean, when you think about it, and when we blink, how quickly that is, and someone actually mentioned that a twinkle is supposed to be even faster. <laughs> yeah, and then it's something like 1 17th or something of a second. I mean, it's just, you know, the light is glistening off the eyes. In other words, when Jesus calls us to heaven, it'll be accompanied by a trumpet sound, obviously. Yes. The archangel blasting a trumpet, or yeah. uh, the feast of trumpets, but it certainly has something to do with Donald Trump. <laughs> a, a trumpet, and an archangel, Michael, he will make a calling, uh, whatever he says, it could be the yes. time, or come up here, or something, the Bible doesn't say. But these will happen, and will happen so quickly that it'll be like we're here one second and gone the next. So, I don't believe the world will even see it when the church is raptured up. We will be there one second, and the next will just be gone. But for us, who experience the rapture, it'll be like time is slowed, and we will see Jesus in the clouds, we will hear that trumpet, we will hear that voice, we will head up to the clouds, and our bodies, man, this is exciting too, our bodies will be changed, because yes. sinful, fallen, earthly bodies uh, cannot go into heaven. Kingdom of God is for incorruptible bodies. So we will get our new glorified bodies. The sin nature will be gone with our earthly bodies. We'll be transformed. You'll be Vic 2.0. Yes. And with these new, incorruptible, sinless yeah. bodies, we will be transformed and changed. And it all happens just like just like that. I love it. 2.0. Maybe we'll be like 2.5 or 3.0 by then. No. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. But Nathan, this is amazing. I mean, this is why it's very encouraging because here the Bible says in verse 55, you read it for us, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is your victory? So Nathan, one of the reasons why we also believe that quite possibly we might be this generation because it's a miracle that has taken place in our time that had not occurred before in over 2,000 years. And that is a regathering, right Nathan, of the nation of Israel. That's true, that, and we're seeing that today. And as we're seeing that, we more and more get excited that the rapture of the church is coming to the thing that in 6,000 years or so of yes. human history, every person on the planet, except the few we mentioned earlier in the Bible, had died. Yeah. They have died possibly painfully, possibly in their sleep, Martyr. but they died. And here in First Corinthians 15, we are told that death will not sting those who are raptured. Hades, the holding place That's of right. the condemned, has no victory over us because the Lord, through His death on the cross, the shedding of His blood, has rescued the faithful who believe in Him and taken them to heaven. And, yeah. I mean, this is an absolutely one of the most amazing passages in all of the Bible. And it's also one of the most poo-pooed by us unbelievers and believers alike yes. who just can't seem to believe what it says literally yeah. and that's why we take it literally Nathan and this is where a lot of the confusion comes in especially with biblical prophecy is when people start to inter interject or put stuff in there that it's not in the Bible but I mean just make it uh, read it according to what it says take it in face value 
And this is why we get excited because we know the scriptures oftentimes, uh, you just have to sort of like read other scriptures, right, Nathan, like you said in 1 Thessalonians 4, then, to see that it is in context. We don't need to take it out of context. No. And, and what, what's amazing about this passage is in verse 56 it says, who gives us victory through Jesus Christ. The rapture of the church is a message of victory. It's Jesus' victory of about 2,000 years of suffering that the church has gone through. The dead who have died in Christ for the last 2,000 years will be resurrected, yes. and those of us who are alive will skip death and be transformed into our glorified bodies. This is an amazing victory for Jesus Christ, and it was bought at a priceless mm. cost, the life of Jesus Christ. The, the ultimate, pure, holy Son of God Ooh. gave up his life to make sure the rapture could happen. So, brother, it, it, it gets me upset when people start mocking the teaching of the rapture. They start saying it's ridiculous. Or Christians who deny it. Yeah. When it is a blood-bought victory for Jesus Christ. We are mocking Jesus right. when we mock the rapture. Absolutely, Nathan, because this, this is scripture that we're talking about. And we didn't make up the Bible. We didn't write it. The Lord wrote it, so we believe it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, Nathan, this is why we, we want to encourage anyone that is maybe uh, afraid of death, afraid of the future, they don't know what's coming. Listen to what the Bible has said. Everything is written in here. I remember the story, Nathan, in John chapter 11, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, uh, where he had died. And in a sense, they were also uh, losing a little bit of hope, like a lot of people oftentimes do when a loved one dies. Because they don't know, are we going to see them again? Is this the end? They haven't been to the other side. But yet the Lord told us something very important in John chapter 11. And Nathan, if you can take us there so we can talk a little bit about these verses there, beginning uh, on verse 23, uh, regarding uh, the other side and regarding uh, death to a Christian and what does that mean and how encouraging uh, what Jesus had to say. So Nathan, if you can take us to John chapter 11, uh, there, verses 23 uh, through uh, 25. That would be fantastic in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us. Okay, well, verse 23 begins, Jesus said to her, Martha, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Let's tack on 26 here. And whoever lives, and believes in me shall never die. And he leaves us with this question that every person on the planet has to answer one day. Do you believe this? Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And, and I love that. When the Lord makes it personal. That was, that's what this program is all about today. The question to you is, do you believe this? Uh, again, this is exactly what Jesus is saying in terms of death. For those that have trusted in Christ... Really, Nathan, there is no such thing as death. I oftentimes like to call it a promotion, if you will, right? Because, I mean, really, man, we're going to be with the Lord forever. No more death, no more pain, no more sorrow. I watched a TV show yesterday. It takes place in the early days of Texas. And the young frontier girl asked her mother, she says, how do we know uh, if where we're going to go when we die? And the mother answers, well, the good people go to heaven and the bad people go to hell. And the girl was confused and she said, are we the good people? Wow. And the mother answered, yes, of course we're the good people. And that's what they left it. And it's like, that is theologically <laughs> absolutely wrong. And yet everybody on the planet seems to think that God judges us based on whether we're good or bad. But the Bible says that none are righteous. No, not one. 
That makes every single person bad. And the only way we become good is if we accept the goodness of Jesus Christ yes. as our Lord and Savior and let His sacrifice cover the penalty for our sin. That's the only way that we can claim the resurrection and the life. And that's what Jesus challenged to Martha here. Yeah. He says, He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Yeah. And only people who believe in him shall never die. The rest, they will be sent to hell. Eternal torment, eternal punishment. That is called the second death in the Bible. Right. It is death forever, whereas if you believe in Christ and are saved, you have life forever. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And this is why it's very crucial for any of you that are that are being part of the, that are part of this program, whether it's listening or watching. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, that's what the Bible says. Don't believe what Hollywood is telling you. Don't believe what uh, other people are saying that if you're good, you can make it. No, no. Jesus said the only way for you to get to heaven is through Him. Nobody comes to the Father but through Him. So we hope that today you will place your trust in Jesus Christ. And Nathan, again, the reason why we see death differently maybe than the rest of the world is because, as we mentioned, Revelation chapter 14 also talks about martyrs. But yet in Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, it appears, Nathan, that the Bible says that it's almost a blessing when you are received by Christ. And if you can take us there, Nathan, to Revelation chapter uh, 14, uh, verse 13, again, just so that we can talk about death to a believer. It reads, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, being the Apostle John, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Mm, it's not awesome, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Blessed are the dead. I mean, most people they think dead and think, wow, right. that's awful. It's terrible to be dead. After all, this life is all we've got. The rest is That's not true. Does the Lord says that. If you have trust in Jesus as your Savior, yes. blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. And, you know, it's about the patience of the saints. Now, in this particular passage, we're talking about a seven-year tribulation. The church has already been raptured. Exactly. Are the, what we call the tribulation saints, those who have accepted Christ after the rapture, and they have unfortunately suffered through the tribulation, and they're martyred in mass by the Antichrist. And yet, even though they're suffering the worst persecution Christians have ever suffered since mm -hmm. the Roman Empire, Jesus says, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. And Nathan, th this is a beautiful thing, and that's why, again, for those of you that are tuned into this program, maybe you're sick, maybe you uh, you have cancer, maybe you have terminal illnesses, maybe uh, the doctor has given you terrible news and, and you are afraid uh, of death, you're afraid of what's going to happen. But listen, if you trust Christ, the Bible teaches here, you are entering into rest, right Nathan? I, I mean, no more tears, a place of joy, heaven with Jesus, that, that's amazing what God offers us. Oh, that's right. There's a verse that talks about the millennial kingdom, how when Jesus returns to set up his kingdom on earth and rules and reigns at the time of peace and righteousness and justice, and then he gives this pastoral uh, view of people sitting under their own vine trees. In other words, they're, they got these vine trees, whatever fruit is growing off them, and they're just reaching up and picking on it. Time, looking off into the bounty, and just relaxing. They're not worried about getting robbed or stolen or have their farm foreclosed or their sickness. They're resting. They're yes. resting from the, the burden that is life on this fallen earth. And man, I I just can't wait till that happens. I am so tired of this messed up evil world yeah. that I am so looking forward to this millennial kingdom that comes. 
Nathan, absolutely. And we, I also want to uh, share with anyone that is tuned into the program just a wonderful resource. Maybe you are a little bit fearful of death. And, and this is a book by Billy Graham. I have it here. I'm putting it up. It's, uh, it's called Billy Graham, Peace with God. And, and it's just an amazing book that everyone should have in their library, especially those who are afraid of death or wondering uh, what's on the other side. Or maybe you don't feel peace uh, when you go to sleep at night. I would encourage you to pick up this book by Billy Graham. Uh, it's just a very encouraging book, and it, and it deals a lot with what Nathan and I are talking about. When you are in Christ Jesus, you have eternal hope, and you don't have to fear the, the sting of death. So Nathan, that's why you and I, for the most part, can go to sleep at night without worrying uh, about our future. Great book, great book. I know our ministry here at Land of Line Ministries, uh, our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, wrote a book called Eternity, Heaven or Hell, and that's another book that will tell you what life is like after death and what a fantastic future Christians have with their faith in Jesus Christ. Amen, that is fantastic. So Nathan, that, that's why I, I think this is a program is so timely and crucial because death is always in people's minds. That We see people dying all around us. I work as a biomedical supervisor in a very large hospital and I have to deal with uh, seeing this situation on, on a daily basis and it makes me pray more for people that they will come to know Christ uh, before it's too late but also finding ways to encourage people to say man if you turn to Christ you don't have to fear death. Uh, it's great when the verse says uh, 13 they may rest from their labors and their works follow What are their works? through the good works they did in leading people yes. to Jesus Christ while they were alive. In other words, those good works are people. They're people living in the millennial kingdom, saved from their sins. They're the works that follow them. Brother, I always wondered, how many people that we'll run into in Christ Jesus oh. that we had no idea that we shared the gospel with that accepted Jesus Christ as Savior? Stop. Brother, I know there's more than I can count. <laughs> and I think so, Nathan. And you know, we'll probably be pleasantly surprised even through our program that we've been doing almost for 10 years, how many people we might get to uh, 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 talk to in heaven and say, hey, I remember you and Nathan when you guys were... <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Uh, you guys went to the time to share the gospel with me. Praise the Lord, and hopefully then they went to share the gospel, and other people yes. got saved, and it's, it's like a chain, and we see these, all these, I mean, you and I are saved because we're, we're linked in the chain from all the way back to Jesus' first coming, so I hope we see many works when we get there. Absolutely, and Nathan, of course, and before we close, that's why we oftentimes want to offer an invitation to anyone that's out there that has, has a relationship with the Lord, but desires to do so. Uh, Nathan's going to share with you right now how you can start that relationship, even at this moment. So Nathan, might you be able to share with that person on the other side how they can start their relationship with the Lord right now? Well, I'm clear. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins, and He promises He will forgive you. Make right now the time where you pray from your heart. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus promises to do just that. Your sins will be forgiven, the guilt is gone, and you will inherit the rapture and eternal life. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing. And if you have trusted in Christ, hey, let us know, of course, and we would love to rejoice uh, with you and continue to encourage you. And if you don't have a home church, Make sure you look in your area where they have a wonderful Bible teaching church and continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord, but especially find a church that teaches biblical prophecy so that you can also be encouraged in that. So Nathan Jones, wonderful, wonderful program. Thank you so much 
for opening up the scriptures for those that have been part of our program today. And it's always a pleasure to have you on as my co-host. Brother, it's a pleasure of mine. Thank you for always hosting they're fantastic discussions. I hope they touch people today. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, our time has run out for this segment of the program. Big Batista Nathan Jones saying goodbye to the Lord. Bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. Don't fear death. The Lord is coming very, very soon. God bless you. Have a great day.